The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast, regional Murrow award-winning podcast, by the way, if you haven't heard the news. I'm Tommy Sladek. This is Samantha Cross, and we have Brendan Hodges on the producer. Mike, if you're watching on YouTube, what's up from the Skycam? Today is all about breaking down what was a heartbreaker in the championship weekend, Final Four for Syracuse Women's Lacrosse, a team that many thought this was the year to fall short to a team that has just tormented them year in and year out for the recent memory and ultimately looking ahead for what's next to this team. So I'm just going to bring it in. How are you guys? How was your Memorial Day weekends? How are we feeling? It was fun. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. I I worked but then yep. I also went to a Syracuse Mets game. Hey, so nice. Did a couple different things. Brendan, over to you. Yeah, I was uh, here. Um, for anybody who doesn't know yet, my family's in Missouri, so I don't really go anywhere for holidays. Uh, did a little flag football thing this weekend, though, on Sunday. So, And then I worked Monday, which was uh, Memorial Day proper. So, uh, nice. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty uh, warm and uneventful weekend. That's good. Yeah, I was, I was ironically down the beach, down the shore, as they say, out of Philly, and um, – Colder at the beach than it was inland, hands down. Like 60s, I'm like looking at the temperature back up here, 80s plus. It was very frustrating. Cold water temperatures, I believe. Well, the meteorologist correct me on that. But ultimately, good weekend. Happy to be back. Uh, Not happy for the Syracuse fans that had to see this team lose in the semis. So final score, Boston College 8, Syracuse 7. And how would we wrap this one up? Um, from the BC side of things, Jim Edgen, five goals, uh, force, no answer for her a lot of the time. And then Syracuse offense just didn't have it. No goals in the fourth quarter, no goals in the fourth quarter. So defensively, I think we, from what I could say, I think we can give the Syracuse defense a bit of credit when you keep a team like that under 10 goals. And from your Boston college, you keep a team like Syracuse under 10 goals. Yeah. Defense won this game. Oh, Sure. I mean, listen, what it came down to in this game is BC had their star. We knew who it was. Syracuse had their star. We knew who that was. BC's star outplayed Syracuse's star. And that sucks. But the truth is, they had Megan Tyrell locked up that whole game. Did she have any goals? I don't think so. Zero goals for Megan Tyrell. Zero goals. Zero goals. So pretty unlike her. But outside of that, if you can tell that Megan Tyrell is locked up, she's being face guarded, she's out of the whole game, then you have to start playing and strategizing to play six on six. Right. Quite honestly, and it's okay because she's a young coach, but I think Kayla Trainer got outcoached. I think that Acacia Walker-Weinstein just knew exactly what to do the whole way through. She has more experience. She made more in-game adjustments, and she had a plan. Going into that game, she had a plan, and quite honestly, her plan worked. I don't know what I would have done differently in that fourth quarter, but I just think that Syracuse has enough weapons that you didn't necessarily need to rely on Megan Tyrell. The fact that she wasn't scoring any goals, problematic, sure, but it didn't need to be the reason why you lost the game. I think they, you know, we talked all year about how many offensive threats they have. 
you know, let her stay out. If she's out and she's not doing anything, bring her out as far as possible. Let her just stay out there and play six on six and see how that works. I think they should have just almost ignored her essentially and just focused on the rest of the people who were in the rotation. Um, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. But I do think that was a winnable game, and I did think this was the year. Had to put my tail between my legs. Had the tweet pinned. This is the year Syracuse wins the national championship. And it wasn't. And I hate to say it, but they're starting to kind of give this Bills feeling of, like, a really great team that never wins the Super Bowl or rarely, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. This question's for you and Hodges because I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in it. Is this a Syracuse thing of not being able to close down the stretch in this big moment, or is it a Syracuse playing Boston College thing? And so I'll word that as, if this game was against Denver or Northwestern, is Syracuse moving on? Denver, yes. Northwestern, I don't think so. That is an interesting question, because I have to say, when I haven't really watched a lot of Northwestern this year, but... When we got to the final game, Northwestern against Boston College, I was like, damn, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought, I mean, I knew Izzy's game was good. She was great. They she was different, great. Different from the beginning of the season. And another girl who, who was really great is Erin Koykendall. And she's somebody who is from this area, Spencerport, New York, in Monroe County. Okay. So she popped off as well. But, I mean, they really looked Poised, controlled. I hardly remember the game from the beginning of the season, but I must say, even if they got past Boston College, I think that would have been a very unique challenge. I, I couldn't believe how good Izzy Skane was, and now I fully and absolutely believe she will be winning the Tour Town Award. There you go. Yes, you sir. think it's a lock-in? I think it's a lock, dude. I don't even think it's a question. Well, Brendan, how about how about you? What did you what did you walk away from that game Friday night thinking? Friday night, it was. And Sam has turned me into not a lacrosse connoisseur, but somebody who at least kind of understands the game. And, Tommy, you had mentioned last week that you wanted to see late draw control wins. Yeah. SU was winning draws. They weren't – I looked at it as, like, primary draw control, Olivia Adamson to herself. Secondary draw control, she loses it in the attacking third on a cause turnover. Mm. There were a couple of those all spread throughout the game. There was one early. There were a couple late. There were a a lot in the middle where SU lost possessions to score. And to their defense's credit, they didn't let Boston College score, but it slowed their momentum because they came out of the game firing. It looked like they had found something in themselves that was like motivation, beat Boston College, revenge, and then it just kind of went away. I mean, they scored half of their goals in the game in the first three minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. That that's what's that's. I just can't believe it. Looking at this box score, seeing three one three zero, and that's it. Isn't that crazy from this team? That's it because even in the regular season finale, there were sixteen goals on that board. Granted, it got a little bit quieter late. So to go from 16 down to 7 it just it just feels so off and it's to me it just had that same off feeling as what we saw during that little just down stretch after the BC game and the way that they were playing in the ACC things just weren't clicking it felt like the other teams just had a better game plan and and it just there wasn't an answer for it and, even- and I hate to say it even the analysts were saying in the games leading up to that Syracuse-BC game, they were explaining that they thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. 
based on what it, you saw from JMU and yeah, Johns Hopkins. Yeah, I, I, I guess they, you know, they thought it was going to be a really high-scoring game, and it just completely wasn't. And the truth of it is, Syracuse is – it's funny because I feel like most of the year, if Syracuse has had a problem, it's been on the defensive side of things. And that really wasn't the case at all. Holding right. Boston College to eight goals is enough to win a semifinal game. Scoring seven goals – that's not enough, you it's know. It's a great point. Yeah. It's not enough compared to what they've been able to do all year long. Shout out uh shout out shout out the defense on that and was trying to find Delaney's uh stats from that game and she didn't have a lot of saves, but she made up for that in like just picking passes off from behind the net. Mm. There were She's good outside th- of the cage. Oh, so so good. And the analysts that Sam was mentioning um were talking about how like she has no saves in this game, but she's picked off five passes that are coming from the X position back up to the middle of the crease. Yeah, right. I have a, of note: Switzer tied her career high with six ground balls and caused a career best four turnovers. She finishes the season with 185 saves, which ranks fourth on Syracuse's single season record list. Hey yo. Hey yo. Yeah, nice statement heading out. Awesome. So cool. Very cool. But from here, we're gonna lose some players. You know, Megan Tyrell was a grad senior. She's gone. Carney, I believe, is gone. Uh, Emma Tyrell can come back if she wants to. Emma Ward's definitely back. Um, again, or, or continuing to to play. So you you have from on paper plenty of weapons returning. You're losing obviously a few big names and people that have been just a part of the fabric of this this team and this program for the last four to five years. But ultimately. What are your expectations, both of you, for next year? And I know it's 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 one of those weird feelings. I know Brendan, um, you know, Philly sports fans just went through that with the Sixers because it was kind of like it felt like this was the year, and it's just a sour feeling knowing that. Oh, they went through it with every start, single sports team. Over. Let's yeah. be real; it's every sports team in Philly that the Philly fans have felt that way. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. But good point. What do you got, Sam? I mean, listen, the Meg Show has come to an end. The show is over. And that is a hard pill to swallow in a way. Of course, every time that players leave, I feel like it opens up room for new players and interesting combinations that you might not have thought of. And they do have, you know, the Meg show is over, the Emma show will step up. And they do have enough weapons returning to still, of course, be a good team. But I'm really, really curious to see what happens in these next two or three years because I wouldn't call it a rebuilding year, but I wouldn't call it the best team they've ever had. Mm. I think that... Yeah, this felt like the year where it was supposed to happen, where they were ranked the number one team in the country for weeks at a time. I just don't know if you're going to get that same team. And it's not to say that they can't win it or that they won't be successful, but it's going to be, it's going to require different strategies. It's going to require better coaching. And is Delaney Schweitzer coming back or is she gone? Good question. I think she's a grad student, right? Or is that Savannah that was the grad student? Well, they're twins, so that would put them as because that's a that's a big that's a big leaving. one right there. I think she is because she was at USC before this. But I only no, think she played junior. for a couple of years. So junior. She, so she's back, which We're is golden. that's great. That's a lot. Delaney to know that you Schweitzer's a, only a junior. Yeah, great to say, isn't it? It's nice. Are we sure about that? Yeah, yeah, I. I don't know what else to say. Um, I mean, she was one other thing to be aware of. COVID, COVID junior. That, okay, if so because uh, she got in, she was in school twenty three, four. 
So would she be like a true senior then? Is kind of like what we're she's a she was a junior eligibility wise. Point yeah. is she's yeah. coming back. Yeah. But the other thing is, she, yeah. And hear be. me out. This is crazy because she's been here for she so many be years. Yeah. Izzy Skein is coming back. Mm. It's like her sixth year or something, but she ha- was injured one year and the COVID year and X, Y, and Z. That's a problem. This team is so good, and if they have all of their weapons returning, now I think even though it's a team that hadn't won the national championship since 2012. They just became very, very relevant and a very dangerous threat in the team to beat. Big time. Big time. Ultimately, I see a a coach who probably wishes she had that game back, but I also see a coach as a second-year head coach. Yep. She just had a team go number one however many weeks in a row. And I know there's that there's a mindset of just like this was it. This was a year to get it done. It doesn't mean it was the last year to get it done. Not in the slightest. So I I ultimately look at this as there's going to be growth there. There's going to be growth in that area. Absolutely. And of course, you know, as you said, just because of how high the stakes were, there's no way around it. It it feels disappointing to me. It feels like they should have gone further. That being said, for Kayla Trainer to be as young as she is, to have the honestly inexperience that she has, at least at the head coaching position, and to still be able to accomplish what she did, really impressed really think that the future is bright with the program in her hands. And I also just want to give a quick shout out to to the Meg show and to the seniors who are graduating. I mean, shout super, out. super impressive what Megan Tyrell and Megan Carney were able to do. The legacy they left behind will not be forgotten. And I'm really excited to see what they continue to do in the future because they'll both likely be playing for the AU Pro Lacrosse League. So exciting stuff there. Banners. Banner's coming. Ayo. Just a matter of time. We'll see those names for years to come. Shout out for Trainer too, because yeah. she. I don't know if Kate Mischewski's coming back next season if she has eligibility left, but big injury there. A couple of other big injuries that could have derailed the season um, in certain positions, and I think in terms of this season, you've seen SU find a little more depth at very key positions on the draw circle. Um, you look at young defenders who had just started out this season. And you look at um, players that were kind of unsung heroes at times offensively, a Matty Baxter, a Natalie Smith, Olivia Adamson on the draw and attacking-wise. There are pieces. They may not have, like, the pop that names like Megan Tyrell and Megan Carney had this year, but who knows, maybe next year those are the names that we're talking about on a week-by-week basis. It's always going to be new names. Always Always going to be be new names. names. All right, Hodges, do you have trivia for us? We do not have trivia today. Yeah, anything, I'm on that news grind. Anything, uh, anything off the top of your head that you want? To, uh, anything off the top of my head that you want me to look up in five seconds? I mean, no, I, um, I was just, I was just looking at. Just I looking mean, I, I should have. What I should have done is given you a question about how many Central New Yorkers were on the national championship winning team, but I didn't think to do that. Ready? Until now. Ready? Go ahead. Five. You know that already? Uh huh. How do you name them? I don't know besides the I know girl, Aaron Quick and Well, there are twins on that Northwestern team oh, too, right? Oh, Ke- uh, Kiera the Shanleys? and something Shanley. Well, Shanleys are from here. They went to FM. Yeah. That's what really I'm saying. Cool. How many Central New Yorkers are on the championship winning team? Mm. Five. I would say, yeah. I, and that's that sucks because I would have gotten that right. I would have known that. Lock it in. <laughs> I hate to see it. Oh, baby. The Orange Zone. The Orange Zone. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. Tommy Sladek, Samantha Cross, and Brendan Hodges. We are out of here. Till next time. Peace.